Hello everyone. I hope you're having such a fabulous day. I know it's Wednesday, so hopefully you're still feeling energetic and productive and full of hope. And if not, welcome to the podcast. That is what we are here for. We're here to inspire, encourage, and uplift you um, to go about your day uh, with the heart of purpose and in faith. So thank you for joining me today. I have three very special guests, you guys. This is a podcast that will pull on your heartstrings, but also inspire you to just show up wherever you are and to truly live the life that God has for you, no matter what circumstances you're going through. I have three beautiful and lovely sisters, Lauren, Megan, and Kristen. They are also the hosts of Girl, I Slept in My Makeup, which is a fabulous podcast, by the way. Check them out. But... In this episode, we really dive into their personal journey on dealing with grief after the loss of their mother very unexpectedly. So we just discuss how they're handling it, what has helped them, and also some really incredible words of wisdom. So tune in and enjoy. Welcome, the ladies of Girl I Slept With My Makeup On. Um, (laughs) Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Girl, girl I, I slept in my makeup. In my makeup. Yes. I just I just made it longer. Girl, I slept in my makeup. I feel like that was all of my 20s. And so <laughs> I can relate to the title. And I just love what you guys are doing. We have Megan, Kristen, and Lauren. And they are sisters who started yes. the podcast. And I just love, I love all of it. But can you share just a little bit? I want to give a back story of for listeners to understand who you are, why you decided to start a podcast, and what the podcast is all about. Yeah, Kristen, why don't you take it away? Because it was Kristen's original idea. Oh, nice. Well, it's kind of funny because, yeah, I've always like wanted to start a podcast. And then our sister-in-law, Brandy, who is on the Real Housewives of Dallas, started one with her, you know, best friend, Stephanie. And she like called me and she's like, oh my gosh, y'all should totally do one too. Like it's so much fun. And that just kind of, you know, made me more feel like, okay, this, we should do it. So I called Megan and Lauren. I was like, guys, what do y'all think about doing a podcast about just like positivity and just like girl power and women supporting women. And, um, I kind of came up with the name just because I felt like I had turned 30 and I went to get a facial and the girl was like, okay, so like, what's your facial routine? And I was like, uh, I don't have one. (laughs) If she, Literally, if I could show you her face, she was just like in shock. And I was like, and I sleep in my makeup like all the time. And she was like, what? It was so like, I was so embarrassed. I wanted to run out of there, but, um, that kind of contributed to the name and just like a metaphor for like, you know, we all mess up. We all, you know, and life can just be crazy. And even when you're 30, you can sleep in your makeup. So (laughs) totally. That's why I, I get the metaphor and I get, I love it because it is true. Even I mean, even though I feel like the makeup on is like in my twenties because you're just kind of like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, but now being a mom, I feel like it resonates too, just because I'm just, you're just so busy. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. like giving yourself grace to be like, you know what? I slept in my makeup and it's okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Life so goes I, on. I love that. So as you brought the idea to your sisters, how did it all evolve? Yeah. So we were receptive. We're like, sure, let's do it. And I think that we all kind of had just a burning desire to 
share, you know, we're three sisters who at the time lived in three different states and we're at three different life stages and three different perspectives. I'm Lauren and I'm the oldest and there's five years between me and Megan and then three more years, I'm sorry, five years between me and Megan and then three years between Megan and Kristen. And I so, love that. Yeah. You offer the perspective for each season of life. That's so great. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. yeah, we just had three different views and I think that at the core of it, we just wanted to share that, you know, we're super relatable. We didn't have any type of prior platform. Um, so we felt like people could just relate to that as everyday somebody's, you know, and, um, and then just to share that we, the metaphor for the title is just that we all mess up in life and that's okay. And we just need to give ourselves grace and also just offer that grace and love to other people because that's what life is all about really. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll yeah. just add that. Um, yeah. When, as far as when this is Megan, when Kristen brought it up to us, I was like, yes, I've always wanted to do something with my sisters and we have a rare bond or I hope it's not rare. Like I hope other sisters feel the same way we do. We just love each other so much and we cheer each other on and we're always open to like bringing everybody into that. Like it's not an exclusive group. Like we're inclusive and we want people to feel loved. Like we feel loved, like God makes us feel loved first, but you know, just that sisterhood bond and kind of just going along this life journey with us because like they both said, we all mess up. Um, and so come with us and we're figuring it out all on the way and you know, we're all in this together Learning together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I think more than ever women especially need to come together and lift each other up and not tear each other down because we're so good at tearing each other down that how powerful would it be if we all just started to lift each other up? I yeah. mean, I was talking to someone else about that and it's just, it's just a great mindset to have, but I also love that you guys are sisters because, you know, especially 2020, I feel like it broke a lot of families. It broke a lot of relationships. And so how do you guys stay so close being in such different seasons of life? So I think that to back up a little bit, we also have an older brother. He's the oldest and even some of his best buddies, uh, just in fact, and we'll, and we'll get into this, but our sweet mama just passed away tragically in a car accident. Accident. But um, at one of her services, one of my brother's best friends said, you know, Lauren, it is y'all. Do you realize how unique it is for a 10 year age span between the four of you and boys and different genders, just the closeness that y'all have and just the, the sense of love that everyone receives around you? Like, that's really rare. And for us, um, I think because we had that our whole life, we didn't realize the uniqueness of it, but I think that all glory first goes to God, but also we were just raised in a household with a mom and dad who it, it was chaotic and it was messy. And, you know, of course there was all the normal stuff, but at the root and heart of our family was pure love yes. and it was unconditional. And I think that we were just honestly really blessed to be born into that. And we realized that it's almost our duty. And, and again, talking about the reason for our podcast is just to share that love with everyone that we encounter. And um, no matter how people grew up, good or bad, all of it, that that you can still, it's never too late to receive that love and to seek that love. So absolutely. Yeah. And as far as us staying close, 
I think that I think we just do a good job at like, we, we never really, maybe because of the age difference, but I never, Megan and Kristen, y'all can share if it was different for y'all, but I never felt a sense of like comparison or, um, or competition or stuff like that. Um, we're all very competitive, but I think in a healthy healthy way and I, yeah, I think we're just always wanting the best for one another and we celebrate each other's wins and are there for Mm -hmm. each other in the hard times. And what we're going through now and the grief with um, losing one of the most important people in all of our lives is just kind of honing in together and holding each other up. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Uh, Did you want to add anything else to that, Megan? Yeah, I was just going to say that I agree with Lauren. It's funny because I haven't really ever, I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. Like, how do you guys stay so close? And while Lauren was talking, I was just thinking, I think at the end of the day, like we fight and we have differences, like we have different personalities and we see things differently, just like you would even with friends, but we don't give up. I'm not going to just, I, we don't write people off in general, but definitely not with our family. And we always go to God at the end of it. And Uh, we're so grateful for our mom. Like we, and that's some one thing we'll miss is probably when we call her to kind of talk about, talk things out. And she would always be like, well, let's pray about this, you know, and always, yeah, always leading it back to God and, you know, taking the ego out of it. You're going to have blow ups and fights with siblings, but like once you can take a step back and take your own ego out of it and just really try to understand somebody else's perspective that's, I think, how we always end up coming back together if we do have arguments. And just like Lauren said, it's just like unconditional love. Like all of my siblings, no matter what, it's kind of like with my kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. I mean, that's exactly like um, the last year has really, sh- you know, shed light onto how people react. And um, I think one of the biggest things is reconciliation that needs to happen and restoration. But I love that you guys can not even get to that point where it needs to be reconciled. You're just like, you know what, we're going to get it. We're just going to turn it to God right now, deal with it and um, get past it because there's so much more to life than not getting along. Yeah. I mean, don't get us wrong. We get, I get, especially me, I can be pretty hot headed. And, but the one thing I will say, it might take me some time, but I will, you know, come to, whatever issue it is and be like, here's where I feel like I could have done something differently. And, you know, I just want to take accountability and apologize, you know, so we're always able. And I I think that came from directly from our parents and that they taught us that directly from their, you know, in their faith. So that's great. Yeah. uh, And the communication, because I think what, um, just even in my own family, (laughs) not now, but like growing up, uh, is communication, you know, it's yeah, right. We didn't have much of it. Um, and so I learned <laughs> like Chris had a ton of it. So then now we come together. I'm like, Oh my, uh, different, <laughs> different communication styles, but I love it so much. Cause I want our family to like lean into more of Chris's, um, style of communication of just, you just share everything and you, and if there's a problem, you talk it out right away and you right. don't allow things to dwell or, um, get worse. So I love yeah. that. And I, I can relate like, to that with yeah. my husband. He, he he came from the same family where they didn't communicate whatsoever. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, so you can understand. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a learning curve, but you know what? I'm better for it. So I I'm I appreciate like yeah his you know. <laughs> my husband would say the same thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've learned so much and I'm like, you're welcome. No, just yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. And no, I think too in life, like I hate that 
a lot of times it does take something tragic, whether it's, you know, personally or even, you know, when Kobe Bryant, you know, even if it's not, if it's somebody that you don't know, but a lot of times I think in life, we just get so caught up with just life that you do forget just kind of the cliche sayings of life is short, live every day like it's your last. But I think the more, the closer that you can just be daily reminding yourself, like really we have no idea when it's any of our last day. And so all these little things that we sweat are just so small and in the big picture. And so like you were saying, it's so nice to just get it on the table and work through it and work it out and be able to see it from all perspectives and, and see what part we played in it, you know, to be able to self-reflect in that way. It's not always easy, but I think it's always the best way. And it's um, the quickest way to a resolution. But you mentioned something, Desiree, that I thought we, I would throw out as this book suggestion. We read a book called um, the five languages of apology Oh, and I highly, yeah, so not like the five love languages. It's different. Yeah. It's the right. same author, but a different book. And for some reason, I, we had never heard of it before Kristen discovered it. And I have to say it was, I wasn't expecting much for some reason from it, but it was so impactful. Um, and not just for siblings, but for every single relationship That's in your great. life. Um, just, just the knowledge of knowing that the words I'm sorry do not mean it means something different yeah. to every single type. It's so, so true. Yeah. That yeah, would be really good. It is. It's really, it was eye opening. Cause I was always like, my husband kept saying the words I'm sorry, but I was, I was like, you're not sorry. You know, like, yeah, it's, like it's like the different tone I can't handle. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's like a, I'm sorry, but you know, yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was so freeing because it was like the way he would apologize meant nothing to me. So I learned is, oh, this is the way I need an apology for me to feel, you know, like it's real. And yeah, so backing off of Lauren, I highly suggest it for any kind of relationship, sister, brother, husband, whatever. So yeah. That's awesome. I'll check it out. I haven't heard of it. So I always love a good read, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and your awesome. sp- all the spare time that you have. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like book upon book upon book, like just, yeah. I have like a waiting list, you know, they're all in yeah. queue. <laughs> yes. But, um, so I do want to, um, get back to, um, what has brought you guys all closer together. And unfortunately it's the loss of your mother. And I know that's probably difficult to talk about, but I'm sure you have been you know, sharing a lot about it on your podcast. And I just want to yes. first and foremost say, I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss. Like I couldn't imagine what that feels like. And so I just appreciate you guys continuing to show up on your podcast and continuing to share because so many other people have lost loved ones and they need, they need to know that grieving is okay, but also like you can still share and, and be a part of, you know, be in your life and um, kind of help others through that. So I don't know if you want to share exactly what had happened, um, but I would love to, to know how that has brought you guys closer together. Yeah. I can start if y'all want. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, thank you for asking. I think it's weird. Death is one of those things that I think a lot of people shy away from talking about. And, you know, I first want to be honest, like I for sure did when I had people in my life that lost somebody, I just didn't know what to say. And there really isn't anything you can say to make somebody feel better, but 
I think what I've realized, at least for me, is talking about it is so therapeutic. And through our podcast, I've been so grateful that we've been able to talk about it. I go to therapy too. I mean, I talk about my mom constantly. She did pass uh, October 9th in a car accident, tragically. So it was extremely shocking. You know, she had just dropped off my two children and our niece was in the car. And thank God we're just so grateful. Our niece is completely fine. She had a broken arm and it was very scary. Um, but yeah, it's, it's rocked our world. It's flipped our world upside down. My mom lived 10 minutes from me. She was with my kids every week. You know, she was all of our best friends. And so, and she was also like a true angel on earth. I mean, we could talk about her forever and ever because she did so many things on this earth that are so inspiring. And when you sat in her celebration of life, you were just like in even more in awe. I'm like, I don't think she even knew how many people she impacted. So it was cool to see in that way. Um, but I think what I wanted to say about just if you are, there's so many people experiencing grief this year more than regular. And for me, like advice to people who don't know what to do, it's, um, and not that that was your question, but it's just something that yeah. I think I wanted to know. Like, cause I, even now I have friends that are experiencing grief. I'm like, okay, how can I also be there for them? And some things that I came up with was just like, that helped me. It's like, check on people regularly and you don't have to say like, how are you? Cause it's yeah. typically like, that's horrible. a trigger. Yeah. Saying, that's a trigger. Um, yeah. But even just like calling and talking and like just checking in on them, I think is really important. And you know, it's felt, it is like in all the grief books you read, it's so true. It's like, you feel this, like, why are people still living? Like, how are they going about their life? Like our mom died. Like, what is everybody doing? And so <laughs> yeah. just to, it's just this weird thing that happens. And, um, you know, just to support those people by just checking in on them was like my biggest, has been the most comforting. And even in the deepest pain, I have felt like deep love, not only by all the people around me, but all three of us could probably speak to this. We've just, it's brought us so much closer to God than I could have ever imagined. And it's such a weird thing. It kind of really makes me mad because I'm like, why did I have to lose my mom to see the world the way it really is and like uh, see it in such a bigger picture? And it's just brought me so much closer to Jesus. And so when I saw your podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, I love what she's doing. Like Aww. with this big platform she has, like she is talking about Jesus and you actually inspired me to like start saying prayers at the end of our podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, we've already always had strong faith and we would always pray before we would record, but we never really like put that out there on the podcast before. And so now that's like, something that I really want to do is just like show God's love. Like that's the only thing that matters to me now is like God loves you and he wants you in his life. And so it's cliche, but it's just, I don't know. That's in a weird way. My mom's death has like really opened up my mind in so and many your ways. Faith. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's unfortunate, you know, that she, it's because of that, but it's like, yeah look at what a positive it is now because because of your growth and your faith and and all of that like you are now going to be able to reach far more people than you could have yeah that's really cool yeah and I think too like and our mom in the oh, bible it does oh sorry 
I was going to say in the Bible, it even says like God uses, you know, he never promises that you're not going to go through hardship or tragedy, but what he does promise is that you're, he's going to use those tragedies or hardships to grow you in your life and your faith. And that really stuck out to me and, um, learning about more about the Bible as I, like Megan said, I hate that it took losing my mom, but it really did to bring me closer. I always felt like my relationship to God was through my mother. Mm. And so losing her, it was like, oh, okay, God, God was like, okay, now it's your turn to have a relationship with me and not Absolutely. through your mom. So that was really huge. And, um, I just wanted to piggyback that off of Megan, but Lauren, sorry, you can go. <laughs> I was just going to add that, you know, it was, our mom's life motto put very simply was God is love and he's our constant companion. And I think anybody who's going through grief, whether it's a loss or um, infertility or whatever your situation is, sometimes I think it's very normal to have anger or pull away from God or um, sometimes, you know, even some days, in the early days after mom passed, it was like, I didn't even know I was hurt. The pain was so deep that I didn't have words. And I would just, um, whenever I get to that moment, something that helps me is just repeating Jesus's name over and over. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that brings comfort. Um, but some things that uh, I like to remind myself of is that, you know, God doesn't want us to just visit him. He wants us to move in. And I think that especially when life is going great or just smooth, you know, and you're kind of in a moment or when you're just so busy and we just, we all, life happens to all of us. Um, I think it's one thing to, you know, fully trust and believe all of these things. But then I think it's another thing to move in, you know, and yeah, to truly absolutely. implement daily habits that, that remind you and where you can really live that out. And it, I would probably be asking, well, what does that look like? You know, um, where you can truly make him your constant companion. And for me, it's, I think it's different for everybody and it's different every day, even for me, but just even little things just throughout the day being like, Hey, what's up God, you know, mm-hmm. and just talking to him, like he's one of my friends. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I ask or, him the most like mundane questions, like, yeah, because I've learned throughout my whole life um, to truly rely on him. Like if I'm going to choose even like, <laughs> it's as silly as like, what should I have for breakfast? Like we should be asking because he knows better than we do on all, all topics, all topics. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. as even as you, um, you grieve, it's like, Lord, like show me, like you can talk to him as a friend of like, show yeah. me, like give me the discernment and the strength to know how you need me to grieve because even yeah. he knows how you need to grieve better mm-hmm. than you do. <laughs> because oh, yeah. one thing that just came to mind was a lot of times I think because it's grief can bring in fear, grief can bring in worry, or grief can bring in other things that are not from God. And so I think even in grief, we have to stand strong in faith because um, otherwise that, you know, I feel like that can allow, I don't know, I think turning to God in all things, I don't, that's what I'm going with. It's the only thing that I think has kept me going um, fully, like in my lowest of lows, like, you know, especially in the beginning, there was a point where I was like, I don't even feel like I know the point of life anymore, which is, I know that's really, you know, dark, um, but I'm just being honest. And 
I, you know, was grasping for anything. And the only thing that pulled me out of that really scary, dark hole was, you know, talking to you and just literally screaming, like, yeah crying to him to take your anger out and just, you know, get on your knees and, you know, plead, like, just take this, you know, you're the only one who can get me through this and hold me. And, uh, someone sent me a book actually. Oh, what did it say? It was like, you know, you don't see your footprints in the sand because God is carrying you or I forget oh, what it is. I, I, I was that. like, it hit straight to the heart. Cause it was so true. Like I felt like I, I wasn't even moving. It was God moving me. Yeah. Um, but to add some like tangible things, things that have really helped me because I, you know, I had never been through grief before and not like this. And so I think for me, some things that have really helped was I started, I joined a grief group, a grief share, which is in every city. Basically. Um, I did start therapy and got into a Bible study. Um, and you know, really there was a few, what is that book we got? That has been honestly a lifesaver Lauren, you have it as well. And I'm so sorry. I'm blinking on the name, the daily devotional. Oh, Jesus calling. Jesus yeah. calling. Oh yeah. Honestly, That's a good that one. has, yeah, that has literally picked me off the floor a few times. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to share those few things. Cause I think it's good to share tangible things that you can implement. Um, Absolutely. I also think it's really, I also think it's really interesting because you guys are also different. So I think it's very helpful for listeners to hear how each one of you grieve because um, what worked for you, Kristen, may not work for someone else and then vice versa. So I think that's really cool to hear kind of what's all helping um, you guys grieve. And so that happened in back in October. Um, How are you doing now with it? And um, um, yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll, it's a <laughs> grieving's a roller coaster to say the least. So I, I feel like the pain in a weird way is, is lessened on some days, but the, the sadness is super deep. And I honestly don't think it'll ever go away. Like, yeah. I think we'll be missing our mom forever, but we've been lucky enough to have some like very real spiritual moments with our mom. That's cool. Um, we told one of them on our podcast about, it was an actual spiritual encounter that we didn't, we, it's not planned. We, a lady that Lauren got a facial from actually was talking to our mom. Um, yeah, I went to get a facial, not a spirit reading, but I came out with a totally different experience than just a facial. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of a long story, but I think I just say that to say that we've had a lot of comfort from God and from, we feel our mom with us. Like I never understood what people would say that before, um, until we lost our mom. Cause we were so connected to her. Like I feel her with me constantly. And like, I'll even ask her to cuddle with me at Mm. night. And like, I feel comforted. It's like, it's outer body. (laughs) I love the relationship you guys had with her. It's so like inspirational just as a mother myself, you know, it's really, it's really special. We actually did interview her on our podcast and I'm so thankful for that because we'll have that forever now. That's Um, awesome. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah. People should go listen because it's, especially if you're, if you're a parent, she gave some really amazing parenting advice. I love And I think I was just going to kind of big picture for me um, is I like Megan and Kristen, uh, my hope and 
on my darkest days, you know, I just, I just lean in and that's what, that's what helps me. And I personally just wholeheartedly believe that, that God is love and he is good. And so if I truly believe that to my core, then I choose to simply just leave it at that. There will be so much on this side of heaven that we won't ever understand. And so, um, I just trust, but I just trust that he has, the big eternal sight that we aren't capable of having. And so with that comes, and I've, and I've always said this, so this was a big test, but to always give thanks in all situations when things are good, but even when things are not great. And um, the girls know this, but whenever I got the call from the head lead officer um, of the accident, and, um, I was standing on my kitchen floor and my husband and son were upstairs and he was just, you know, confirming the news. And of course, you know, I had the probably typical reaction of just like, yeah. are you sure? Are you sure? You know, the denial, but then, you know, once he confirmed, I literally fell to my knees and I didn't have words. It like, I felt like something came over me. Like mm-hmm. this wasn't me, but I just, started verbally giving thanks to God. And I was like, I don't know why God, I mean, it was so unimaginable and so shocking. I was like, I don't know why, but thank you. And I'm sure that officer in that moment was like, whoa, this chick is weird. (laughs) Like he is thanking Jesus right now for her mother dying. Like I'm sure he, that really struck him not in a good way, but anyway, it's just, um, it's been a daily reminder for me to just, I don't like that I'm having to give thanks, but I just still do it anyway, even when I don't feel like it, because I do believe our mom, one of her life lessons was, um, no matter how, or, uh, what is it? The same, what is it girls? The same depth of, or okay. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. The, um, however deep, the pain is of whatever you're going through, the same depth of blessings will appear. And so I believe that, and I don't know what that looks like and it may happen on earth or it may not, but I just truly believe in that. Yeah. I think that's, that's beautiful. I mean, that's hope, you know, keeping the hope alive that, that this too shall pass and that doesn't take away your mom's memory, but it will, you know, the, like, Megan mentioned the, the pain will go away, but you'll always hold a piece of her. Yeah. Um, in your heart. You like you learn to live with the pain. It's like, and that's where the pain kind of eases, but you know, we're, I mean, gosh, I'm in so much pain, you know, but it's yeah. like, I'm the, every day that passes, I'm learning it more and more to live with that pain. And yeah. something else for me that was really, this is probably sounds terrible, but I remember, especially in the very beginning, I was so like, if anyone talked about their mom or like I heard about a mom, I would get so angry. Cause I'd be like, what the heck? Like, I don't have my mom. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear about you and your mom's trip or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then, um, that, that was really hard. And what I remember helping me was being around people who had gone through grief like me. And that's to another reason I feel like the grief share was so important for me is because it was so um, beneficial to hear other people's. Um, yeah. I just think, yeah, 
and yeah, and it's true. not that you, it's not that we like to, it, when you're going through something like this, it's not that we enjoy seeing other people in pain yeah. or grieving, but there is something comforting yeah. to just even be, even if it's a stranger to just be in the presence of somebody who gets it without even having to really explain. And I think that's, we say every day, how grateful we are to have siblings that, mm-hmm. um, that we just get it, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't right. even have to really say yeah. words. Yeah, I always would say that like, um, your struggle is your testimony. So whatever struggle you're going through, that eventually will be your testimony to help other people overcome. And I think that, you know, like Lauren, um, Kristen was saying in the Bible, I mean, it is true. Like some of our deepest times are to then glorify him, right? to show others that even through grief, I will give God the praise. And I think that's beautiful, um, Lauren, that you are thanking him and um, continue to do so. I wanted to ask a question. It's kind of backtracking just a little bit, but I guess for you, it is giving thanks. But did any of you truly, when you first heard, like, got really mad at God? And how did you move past that? Because I think that's a very typical response, Mm -hmm. um, especially for believers. So I think, how did... If you did feel that, how did you move past it? Kristen? It's an interesting question. You know, I I think I always thought that's something I would do. Um, But weirdly, you know, I did have anger, but it was not focused towards God. It was actually focused towards, well, what the heck? The guy who hit my mom, it was focused towards the driver. Um, It was focused towards the paramedics for not doing a good enough job. Like I was... And I, you know, I said this on my podcast, I actually had a dream um, and I was telling my mom to fight. Like, I was like, mom, fight. And she told me no in my dream. And I was like, why? Like, you won't fight. And um, I got mad at her in my my dream because I was like, why aren't you fighting? And and out later, the guy who was with my mom as she was leaving, oh, I'm ready to go. And that to me just confirmed that my mom was kind of, I don't, you know, probably not given a choice. I don't know, but but like it gave me some peace, um, that like she would, she wanted to be with Jesus and Mm -hmm. with God. And that, um, was really powerful for me. I feel like I would understand a hundred percent why someone would be angry with God, but weirdly enough, I, I, it was the opposite for me. Desiree, something that kind of goes along with what, um, you were talking about, but I remember at one point hearing, and this is before mom died, but, uh, somebody said all suffering comes from obsessing with yourself. And I remember when I first heard that I, I had yeah. to like, t- I had to think about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think in this situation, I have thought about that. It's come back to me. And so I think in the moments where I do start to feel any negative emotion, like anger and not, and like Kristen said, not necessarily towards God, but just in general, um, you know, we all talk to our mom multiple times a day. And so it's kind of the little things where it's like, I want to pick up the phone and call mom or I want to dang it. And I'll start crying. I want, my son had his first day at his new school and I wanted to send her the picture because she found so much joy in all of her grandkids. And, and so whenever I'm in those kind of dark places, I think of that because I'm like Lauren, you know, stop thinking about yourself. This isn't about you. And so like Megan kind of touched on earlier, 
helping others who are also going through grief and just turning the attention off of yourself. I think that's been a really good tool to um, quickly move past those negative feelings that really don't get you anywhere. Yeah, that's great. So have you been able to, I was going to ask Kristen as well, but I, she's working on her audio, but um, so be, because you, you know, that the, the situation that happened, it was someone else that hit your mom's car. So how have you found forgiveness um, within the situation? Because I feel like that's a part of healing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's honestly, I think forgiveness in general in life is so very vital for us to move forward and to grow and to um, really live the life that God wants for us. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great question and I'll kind of answer both of those questions quickly. This is Megan. Um, oh, yeah. I weirdly wasn't mad at God either, but I know oh, that's, that's like good. a typical reaction. Yeah. And I think the only reason I can explain that we weren't is because our mom, we were, I feel like we were the luckiest people on earth that we mm -hmm. had her as our mom. She could not wait to be with Jesus. Like in a lot <laughs> of ways, like when she was younger, she would, she told me a story of how she was talking to God and she was like, I'm too sensitive for this world. Like mm -hmm. I, I just want to be with you. And he kind of told her, no, like you need to be there and you need, these are the things you need to do. And like, she was going to live a long life. And so I guess in my moment, I was so angry too, like Kristen said about the accident and just in a weird way, the anger I turned towards myself because I had gone on a trip for the first time in 2020 and then this happened. And oh. so the anger and like the forgiveness, it kind of leads into the other question in a weird way had to do with forgiving myself mm. because I, I've just been saying like, if only I didn't go on that trip, like it would, it wouldn't have happened. Like how all the things that I've been thinking of like, okay, maybe if I had said this prayer, like <laughs> she would have been yeah. safe. Like it was such a millicent second that that truck hit her and it wasn't the truck guy's fault technically like it's just a horrible intersection mm -hmm. and it's a four it looks like a four-way stop but it's not and the traffic it's five -way. Is she, yeah and she well she so it's a four-way stop or not it's looks like a four-way stop but the traffic coming on the side doesn't stop doesn't stop and they always speed so he uh, was probably speeding but um so by the way this is leaving megan's neighborhood desiree so, oh no yeah yeah. So there's a lot of like a lot of guilt that I have because she was leaving my neighborhood. I was on a trip and like, if all of this, if I didn't live where I lived or like, you know, there's so many things that I have thought about through the last, you know, months that, I mean, I just beat myself up over. Um, but at the end of the day, I always go back and I always hear my mom being like, no, Megan, this is was supposed to happen. And yeah. I actually had a dream where um, she was I've had three dreams now where wow. it is the most real dream I've ever had in my life. And she is with me. Like she I is love there that so much. It's crazy. I've never had dreams like this until she passed. And on this particular dream, she um, was asking me to write her a letter and she was sitting there watching me write oh the letter. Oh my gosh. And she was like, I want you to write me a letter. And so I wrote her a letter and I asked her to forgive me oh, for wow. all of this. And then she said, um, Megan, thank you for going on this trip. Like, oh. and in my dream, I woke up like hysterically crying. Yeah, I'm going to cry. That's so. Yeah. And so I just feel so lucky that I'm able to like, I just feel like she is trying to communicate that like she was supposed to be with Jesus. Yeah. And I think too, like God wants you guys to be comforted to know it's not your fault. Nothing you could have done or not done would change 
his destiny yeah. for her, you know? Yeah. Maybe she sounds like an angel. So I think maybe he just yeah. needed another angel by his side because yeah, he sounds absolutely amazing. And well, so Megan, then, through that, you were able to forgive yourself. Yeah. So right? I don't know, like forgiveness is hard. It's one of those things where I thought I already had forgiven myself. And then I had that dream and I felt like she was telling me like, you need to go deeper. So I think I have forgiven myself, but I just think I guess any advice on that would be just a constant like um, talking it out and like really figuring out how to forgive yourself and writing it down and just mm-hmm. talking to God and like really, I don't have the best words on forgiveness. I will say Lisa Turkhurst has like yeah. a new book out on forgiveness and I'm like, maybe I should read that for myself. Yeah. Um, but I did read in this grieving book this morning actually, and it was so on point. So I'm just going to read one little line of it or the Perfect. few sentences because it was talking about how when you're stuck in like the if only is like, if only I hadn't gone on the trip or if only she hadn't have gone out of my neighborhood that way because she never went out that way. Or, you know, there's all these little things that milliseconds could have changed and it wouldn't mm-hmm. have happened. And so they write in here that um, as Jesus reaches out his hands to you, you notice the nail marks and you hear him say, if only you would come to me, I would give you rest. Mm-hmm. If only you would believe that I am always with you. If only you would cast all your cares on me because I care for you. If only you would let go of your if onlys and trust me with all your heart. And I like bald crying. Wow. That's like, okay, God. (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. That's the only if onlys we need. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. So I know we're um, kind of on a time restraint, but I, I I did have one question because I do think it's something that's maybe not out there. And as a parent myself, I think I would want to know um, mm-hmm. if I ever, you know, God forbid, have to like do this, but how I'm going to cry thinking about it. Aww, how did you tell your kids? Oh, it's so hard because she was so close to all of them. It was the worst. That's like the part where, uh, yeah, it makes me cry. It's the worst thing you ever have to do. Um, and we just told them Ruth. So mine are five and almost three. And so the almost three-year-old Rowan, she didn't fully understand, but she still, well, she'll just say, you know, Nana died and she'll talk about it matter of factly. And like kids weirdly, actually, at least in my case, like have helped me get through it, but they're very matter of fact and kind yeah. of shocking. Well, they're so they like, say. they're so literal too. Yeah. Um, well, so mine so, is. Yeah. Yeah. So Desiree, funny. I have a nine-year-old boy and okay. he, um, I think kids just are, I think we're all born with just the spiritual connection. And I think as life happens, sometimes we tune out of that. So I love children's just childlike faith. And so Kai, my son, um, he just, he handled it like a champ, you know, and like you said, just very literal. Um, And since the initial news and the shocking, you know, obviously Nana comes up all the time. And for example, I was dropping him off at school the other day and he just started, we just moved and he just started at a new school. And, um, and so we were pulling in and I was like, Oh, Kai, I said, I just wish I could send, or I wish Nana could see your school. She would just be so excited for you and so proud of how well you're doing with all the change, you know, and, um, he just matter of factly without skipping a beat said, uh, she is excited from heaven. Like just so matter of fact. And so he got out of it. He got out of the car and I was like, (laughs) like started bawling. Yeah. Like cried the whole way home, but they are so like Megan said, like we almost learned from them and it's just such good reminders of just like, yeah, so this is, this 
happened and like, we're going to see him again. Yeah. It's made me be more positive too, because so my five-year-old and my mom, like they had the craziest connection in my mind, like obsessed. Like she (laughs) loved my mom more than she loved me. I'm not even joking, like (laughs) obsessed with her. And so I was super scared to tell her. And she, I mean, she cried every day for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, like every night she would cry about Nana. Um, and she still, she's stopped crying about her and she just, every now and then she will, but she literally brings up Nana every single day. Oh. Um, and so in the beginning when the questions were happening, questioning questions, it like would kill me, but it also was weirdly like therapeutic because yeah. I had to repeat it every day. And you day. had to talk about it. Whereas yeah. Yeah. you, if without the kids, you may have just kept it inside. Exactly. Uh, This is Kristen. So I don't have kids yet. And um, that was really hard for me, actually, because I saw my siblings who all have kids being really strong for their children. And I was extremely jealous. Like I was like, cause I just felt so broken and, um, in a million pieces and to see them like staying strong for that. I was like, I want that. I'm so, because I was like, I was holding on to threads, you know? So, um, and two, the hardest pill still for me is that my mom will never know my children. Sorry. Am I making me cry? Sorry. That's okay. My mom will never know my kids earth side. So I think that's been probably the hardest thing for me, but I just have to keep reminding myself that she's going to get them to know them with Jesus before they come to me. So, and that's Absolutely. kind of my saving grace. She'll be sending, maybe she'll have a hand in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That would be cool. That would be really cool. And I'm sure with the moment you do have kids, you'll see signs of her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Another, I know we're short on time, but um, just one kind of thing that I wanted to share was just this idea that really helps me um, of delayed gratification and just focusing on the long-term reward, which for us, we believe is eternal life. And that just gives us so much hope and to keep our eye on the target. And it prevents us from jumping from one place to another. And it's funny because um, I just not that long ago applied this to my faith. Um, and I've shared this before, but back when my son nine years or eight years ago, I think he was around one and I was at this mops group and this speaker said, parent with the end in mind. And I, that just stuck with me for so long. And to me, that kind of meant, um, parent today with the end in mind. So when they're 18 or however old, when they leave your house, you know, who do you want them to be and how can you assist in that? And so it kind of helps with like the daily decisions that you make, but I, kind of took that and applied it. Like even in business, it's like, you know, am I focused on tasks or am I focused on the outcome? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and who, and who do we need to be to make that outcome happen? Not how, you know, the who comes before the how. And so I think in our faith, that's so applicable too, is to every day, keep that delayed gratification and keep the big picture and the big long-term reward at the forefront of your mind. And then that way, all the little stuff that goes in our brains and our heads every day, it's like, um, it just helps us to focus on the big picture and not worry so much. Yeah, that's so true. Put the focus on Jesus and not on our own, our own works or our own, you know, skills because (laughs) 
in the end, it doesn't matter, you know? I know. Yeah. Um, I know. It's easier said than done, but like my, yes. <laughs> my aunt was telling me a story and she, and now it's been one of my mottos is like, less of me, more of you, God. Yeah. Like, less yes. of me. Like, oh, as I, soon love as that. I, I love yeah, that. Isn't that a song? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, al- I always say I'm his glory over my gain. So like, yeah. no oh, matter what it. I'm doing, it's not for my own gain. It's to glorify. So I always keep that in mind too, but yeah, I love that. Well, I just loved having you guys on and talking. I know it's going to bless so many people, Um, but I do want to have them um, have viewers, viewers, listeners (laughs) know uh, how to listen to your podcast. Yeah. So you can search anywhere that you listen to your podcast and it's called girl comma. I slept in my makeup (laughs) and then we have a Instagram and Facebook. It's at girl. I slept in my makeup and yeah, we have a private Facebook group where you can connect with us. So we'd love to hear from y'all. And we are going to interview Desiree on Yay. our podcast. Which is, can't wait. Yes. It was all on us this time, which feels weird because we usually do the interview. So uh, yes. Sometimes it's fun. It's fun to switch it. Um, yeah. because, the, because I probably pulled out a lot more that you may not have naturally shared without oh, the promptings. Sure. And I, I feel that whenever I'm interviewed, I, sh- I end up sharing like way more than I yeah. normally would on a pod- my own podcast. So it's just, it's fun to be doing this and it's fun to, to share. Yeah, no, this was so great. Thank you, Desiree. We really yeah, you're so welcome. Us. You're <laughs> so welcome. Um, I would love to pray over you guys uh, before you go. Thank love you. that. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, we just lift up these beautiful, beautiful ladies. And we just thank you so very much for the life that you gave in their mother. Um, we thank you so much for your hope and your goodness and your uh, your sacrifice so that we may live for you and we may see further beyond our grief. I pray, Father, for you to blanket these ladies with peace and understanding. I pray, Father, for your goodness to be with them all the days. I pray, Father, for you to strengthen their spirits. And I just thank you for their message and for their stories that they will be able to go out and help other people. I just thank you so much for them. And I just pray for you to be with them today and um, just to bless their families as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank Thank you you. guys so much. Thank Thank you. you. That was fun.